Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone. We're going to talk to Frank Layden coming up here momentarily. Uh, former Jazz head coach, former team president, right, Gordon? Yes. Kind of a kind of a, an honorary, uh, I don't know, uh, how did you put it that, uh, well, I guess, how did you write about it that Larry put it? A state treasure? How did yes. that go? That's what he called him. Should be designated as a state treasure. There you go. I, I agree. I'm excited to uh, to hear from Frank Layden and uh, enjoyed your column today, Gordon. Thought it was uh, thought it was very good, and uh, it sounded like you enjoyed writing it. Uh, he's Frank's just a joy. He, but the thing about Frank that a lot of people don't know, they think of Frank as being this funny guy, and he is very humorous. Got a quick wit, and, but he's also very serious, very thoughtful man. I've noticed that a lot of funny people through the year are, in a personal way, very serious. Uh, have you noticed that? Uh, sure, but any particular example? Well, Frank. Uh, and, Other and than others, Well, others that I've known, I, you just expect them to be nothing but a joke machine. No, no, they run, it runs much deeper than that. I think humor as a whole is sort of people who are observant of society and what's around them. And in order to do that, you have to be somewhat thoughtful, not just a crack and wise, you know? So you're saying that there's a, another serious side to Ronald McDonald then? <laughs> well, is Ronald McDonald funny? I was just trying to think of somebody that was <laughs> funny, but not likely to have, you know, that tortured soul side. <laughs> tortured soul. Well, that's not exactly what I meant, but uh, go ahead and take it in which way you want. How would you classify you in this discussion? Frank's ready. Well, I always thought I was funny, but apparently I'm not. So uh, I've had to come to that realization. Have you? <laughs> apparently not <laughs> enough to suit what's uh, what's uh, proper. All right, let's jump out to the Sprint special guest line, Sprint. They make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Joining us now, the one and only Frank Layden on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Frank, how are you? Well, I, I, you know, I'm doing great. It, it took me all these years to get on the big show, and it took a national catastrophe. Uh, and and Gooden couldn't find anybody else. He searched high and low. Nobody wants to be on this show, but so he finally got to me. And I'm so hungry to have somebody uh, remember me that uh, I said, okay. And I'm also free, by the way. I'm free and I'm free. I'm free and available. Uh, Frank, uh, I got to start with the most important question of all: How has Barbara put up with you all these years? Uh, it's amazing. It's it's due to uh, it's due to my big uh, my big bank account. 
<laughs> she's, she's money hungry, and uh, she's been poisoning my food for several years now. That I've built up resistance to it, and uh, so I'm not going to let her have that money, no matter what. But uh, you know what? No, I got to really say this: Barbara is the most wonderful person that I have ever met in my life, or ever had the opportunity to be with. And I really mean that. And I've met a lot of giants, but she's something special. She when, she has given her life to helping others, and uh, you know here I'm. My job is important. I try to beat the Lakers or some you know, who cares? But but Barbara actually worked uh, very hard with uh, people with drug and alcohol problems, saved a lot of lives, and uh, is uh, just a wonderful uh, wonderful person. Yeah. Frank Layden with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and enjoyed, uh, I was telling Gordon, I really enjoyed his column he did uh, with you. That's up on sltrib.com today. And, and Gordon talked about, you know, the circumstances which you've uh, seen in your lifetime uh, from the Depression to World Wars, of course. And how does how does this current situation compare to those in because uh, it's it's unique for, I think, everybody. It is unique. It's a, it's a, it's a different experience. Uh, uh, it's, it's a little bit of everything. Uh, we're in denial uh, uh, of, our, of our things that we have come so uh, through so for so long, saying that uh, we're, we're, we're accustomed to having. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, a lot of our freedoms are uh, are being uh, uh, being turned back. Uh, uh, but you know what? I also look at it as as opportunities. There's opportunities here that uh, we can go forward and get to know our neighbors better, get to know our own families better. And also, you know, I, I never forget, that to me, the greatest words ever spoken, I mean this, whether it's the Bible, the Constitution, the, the Book of Mormon, or anything else, was said by a great athlete. There was a life is only as important as the impact it has on other lives. Do you know who said that? No, who? Jackie Robinson. Wow. And so those are powerful words, and, and they, they, they kind of cover everything else, you know, whether it's the commandments or anything. Is, is, uh, life is only as important as the impact it has on other lives. So there is an opportunity here for us to do exactly that. And I have noticed that people are really uh, going out of their way to be kind to one another. To help one another, uh, you know, I've, I'm getting phone calls uh, that go back to uh, young uh, players that I had uh, during their uh, youth, uh, and then when I was coaching in high school. Coach, how are you? Is there anything we can do for you? And I notice that, uh, you know, I I see strangers in the street. Coach, how you doing? Anything we can do for you? People are reaching out to and and showing just what, how great this country is. Is that's exactly who we are. We try to help other people, and we try to work with others. And so this opportunity to to take advantage of that is so, so important. And, uh, you know, as I talked with Gordon earlier today for his column for the Mars paper is, is uh, you know, we have to teach our children to have respect uh, for others, to have respect for our laws, and to appreciate uh, appreciate uh, what has been what has been given to us in this great great nation, and you know they said that you know it goes back to whether you know you you look and say Nazi Germany how could that ever happen Germany was not a third world country. 
they had produced operas and, and great athletes, and, and it goes on and on. You know, uh, they were intellectually so strong and everything. How did it happen? Because good people stood by. All right, uh, when evil had a chance to take over. And we have to be very careful of that happening here. You know, during this uh, crisis we had, look at the people that were, were selling the, uh, the ventilators and, and the masks and, the, you know, people looking for profit, to profiteer out of this. And they'll still be working at it, you know. It's uh, and yet we have this opportunity to help others and to work with others and and make ourselves something special. And I think that's uh, there's going to be a lot of heroes. Oh, there's going to be a lot of heroes. Isn't it wonderful uh, that this afternoon I, I uh, had the opportunity to get out of my my balcony and and see uh, and see the uh, jet planes fly over the hospitals. And uh, you know, and uh, and, and uh, bend their wings and what have you to to honor the people that work in the hospitals. Well, isn't that a great thing? Isn't that a great thing? You know, and and a lot of these people who are I, I mentioned to Gordon today is the, the people who work in the hospitals. How about our policemen, our firemen, our EMTs? Our, you know, everybody that that's out there risking their lives every day, and they don't have a number on their back. And they can't hold out, and they don't worry about the draft, and they're and they're not getting bonuses, and they're not making a lot of money. They're doing it because they are they are going to be helping other people, and that's what's going to make us better when this is over. We're going to be better than we were before, a lot better. Frank, beyond the service that you were just talking about, um, you gave some advice about what people can do as individuals to uh, to take care of themselves and to keep physically and mentally sharp. Yes. Uh, can you share some of that? Sure. I, I think that that's very important. I think, first of all, you should look at all everything you can do to take care of yourself physically. All right. Uh, you know, I remember Jerry Sloan saying, you know, you got to be in shape. you got to be in good condition because if you're not, you're no help to us. So you have responsibility, uh, the family leaders and and uh, and uh, the mothers, the fathers, the, the coaches, the whoever teaches or what have you, to, to, to get in the best physical shape you possibly can. And then to prepare. Uh, do all the things that you can do. And then let those things that you don't have control over take care of themselves. And, you know, it's, it's uh, knowing, knowing where the hospitals are, knowing that you're taking your right uh, vitamins, you're taking your right medicines, that you're, you're, you're exercising, that you're, you're seeing those uh, around you. You know, you know where the local hospital is if you have to get to it. Uh, you, you maybe check up on your neighbors, see how they're doing. Do they need your help? Uh, you know, it, it, there's plenty to keep you busy. Don't waste your time, and don't and don't sit around, you know, uh, feeling sorry for yourself, because uh, things could be worse. They could be a lot worse. So you know, you got to hang in there and 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 be tough and and uh, make whatever kind of preparation you can. This is this is a time, uh, you know, just in terms of taking care of you, yourself mentally. How about those books that you meant to read through time, or great music that you wanted to listen to, or, or movies that you wanted to see? This is a time to do those things. How about conversation? That 
old-fashioned communication skill, you know, just sharing with your children and your, your spouse and, and whatever it might be, you know, to, to, to be able to just talk and, and, and spend this rare time that we have together. We seem to be a country that we have to do everything in gangs. You know, the bigger the crowd, uh, the, the better it is, the louder it is. You know, even at the jazz games, you ever see, they used to have the bear used to hold up, you know, make more noise. I used to go, make more noise. I mean, uh, you know, I think the thing is that why not be able to just uh, reminisce about the times gone by, the wonderful times, those those harrowing times, maybe maybe when when there was a danger in your life or, or what have you. And I look back at my own life and, you know, there was, there was wars. I was in the service. I, you know, I never questioned it. I went. They called. I mean, I went, uh, you know, and did the best I could. And, and uh, you know, you, you, you school and you're worrying about failing exams and the, and the girl who said no to you and, and uh, you know, whether you had the right color, uh, the right color dress for the prom or whatever it might be. Those are things that you can look back on now. Recall, look at old pictures, look at old photographs, you know, and recall your life in the past and start to make plans for the future. You know, I mean, maybe it's go back to school. Maybe it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, to go out and uh, visit some museums or travel to places that you never dreamed of. We're going to get another chance, and we have to take advantage of it. But keep your mind going. Keep your mind going. Don't give up. Don't get down on yourself. And it's very important. And Gordon knows this because he he, uh, he, he makes us laugh, you know, because he is a funny guy. And he contributes have a sense of humor. That's how the Irish survived, you know. And I, I'm Irish descent. Is that we've always had a great sense of humor, and, and a lot of times been able to laugh uh, or when others have found it uh, necessary to cry. Frank Layden with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Frank, uh, Gordon and I have been lucky enough to interview a few people, uh, including Craig Bullerjack, who were with the team that night in Oklahoma City where Rudy uh, got that positive test and everything kind of came to a to a screeching halt and they had to test everybody. And, you know, we've, we've heard the story of what the Jazz went through. But everybody that Gordon and I have talked to have said what a leader that Quinn Snyder was through that situation off the floor, you know, in, a, in kind of a, a unique, test to life being a former NBA head coach what do you think it was like for him going through something like that he got the opportunity to show who he really was you know that, that's uh, what I what I was mentioning before that this is this is an unfortunate turn of events, but uh, but uh, you know there's going to be people who are going to suddenly show up to who they really are, and and obviously uh, he is a coach who took on more than just his X's and O's. You know, obviously he can win basketball games. You give him good players, he's going to win games. He's 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 a very bright fellow, but he that now showed character. And that's very important, and uh, and, uh, and that came through uh, is how he proceeded from that point on, and and that's uh, that's the kind of thing. The opportunity presents itself, and you step up and do something, and uh, and obviously he did that, and and that's so important. It tells us who he really is. 
you know, uh, unfortunately, a lot of times we're not able to 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 show what, what kind of character we have because maybe the the, uh, the events in our lives don't present them. But uh, you know, you go out and you, and you look and you try to help others and you try to do what's right and you make the right decisions. A lot of people make wrong decisions. You know, we got we got the leader of the free world saying, uh, "Take Drano," you know, to to clear this thing up. I mean, you you couldn't make it up. You know, if you wrote a story about it, you, you, people would say you're absolutely nuts. So you know, what what can I say? But I'm, I'm glad to hear that, and I'm glad that that, that you know, and people should talk about those things because winning basketball games are one thing. Give him good players, uh, Coach Snyder will do that. But here's something that's above and beyond and more important than winning games. All right, he shows his character, and and uh, after all, uh, you know, Johnny Wooden tells us that if you if you want to know what a good coach is, it's one who wins when he has good players. Nobody wins with bad players. And you have to ask yourself a question, would I want my son or daughter to play uh, for this person? And if the answer is yes, then they must be a good coach. You know, Frank, one of the things I really liked, and I mentioned this before you came on with us, that you said in these trying times, as you've looked back over your life, you've seen men and women step up, and I think you called them giants. That's what you're talking about here, right? I mean, exactly. who, who sees the moment and do good. How about how about the guy who, who you know has been working in a hospital and he's just been going along day in day out doing a good job, helping others to get better, you know, really working and in, in, in trying the situation, and suddenly they're cast into a life of death situations. I mean, and this can be for whether it's it's the doctors, it's the it's the nurses, it's the EMTs. But how about the people that clean the hospitals? How about the the people that scrub the floors? That you know, uh, I remember one time I, I went over to the to the practice site, and this was and Jerry was the coach, and I met one of our old employees there, and this young lady uh, was was working there and and cleaning up one of the floors. And I said, Oh, I see you're still working at cleaning the building. She said, I like to make this a nice clean place for when Coach Sloan gets here. He likes nice clean conditions and his team is ready to work under. You know, in other words, this person took pride in what they were doing. Nobody was giving her a raise. Nobody was giving her, you know, accolades and, and what have you. And she wasn't looking to get a ring or something or holding out for higher, higher pay. But she was doing a job because she wanted to do it. And I think there's so many of those people that are being recognized. And, that, and that's wonderful. Like the flyover today. I don't know if you're aware of it, but they, they sent these jet pilots, uh, uh, the leader of which happened to be a woman, a pilot, and they flew over the, the hospitals uh, all over the state uh, and uh, and uh, uh, to honor the honor and isn't it wonderful it's too bad that we have to go to this uh, when that we finally recognize how important these people are in our lives but but they're every day you know it's like the police are there we may not see them we may not always need them and everything but we know they're there and we know our soldiers are there and our, 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 our sailors are there and our pilots are there. And, you know, there's just so many people that every day in and day out we can say thank you to. And it isn't hard and it doesn't cost anything. And I think I'm seeing that. I really think now that people are, are very cognizant of, of all the things that are going on. That 
we have taken for granted before, and yet now we, we are able to say thank you. God bless you. Thank you for making my life better and saving my life in many, many cases. And aren't we lucky? Aren't we lucky to, to have these people who give of themselves, whether it's school teachers? I mean, I could go on and on with, uh, you know, uh, people who, who help us every day. And sometimes we just forget to say, you know, thank you. But we're saying it now, aren't we? More and more. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Frank, uh, the NBA is kind of batted about the idea of possibly having uh, the playoffs in one location, uh, possibly at Disney World in Florida, but playing these games at a neutral site without fans. What do you think about the concept of playing NBA games with no fans? Uh, you know, I mean, it's, a, it's not an ideal situation, but it's a start. You know, I think I think sports brings great relaxation, great joy to people. I think it would be any time that we can get back into playing again, I think it would bring a great deal of comfort, even if it was only uh, to a television audience. And I think it would be a step in the right direction. Uh, you know, I, maybe there wouldn't be as, as much money uh, to be made uh, as if the crowds could be there and what have you. But I think there'd be a lot of interest. People are, people are anxious to get back to watching sports. I know myself, I, at this time of year, I, I miss baseball. I love baseball, and uh, there's none out there. In fact, Barb and I came home uh, from spring training uh, when the when they, they called off the spring train. We were down in down in Arizona. So, yeah, I, I think it's a step in the right direction, and I, and I trust the people who make those kind of decisions. You know, I think we got a great commissioner now, and I think he's, he's a people person, and I think he's very intelligent, and he's another dookie, you know, so uh, I, think it, I think it's terrific, you know. Frank, if you had a sit-down session with... Each and every jazz player right now, uh, given uh, given what you've learned through the years, what did what would you tell them? I would say, listen, look back and say to yourself how lucky you are. You're not a victim in all this. This is this is a wake up call. All right, and and you might have had to give up something. Uh, you you give up something you can't get back. By the way, this is not a, a dress rehearsal. Uh, when as years go by, uh, time goes by, you can't get it back again. You start to age. You only have so many years that you can uh, you can practice and play. So maybe this is an opportunity to reevaluate who you are and how you go about the game, how you go about practice. You know, one of the things I used to say about Jerry Sloan uh, when I, I was associated with him, he was my assistant coach, and then we remained friends after he became the head coach and a, and a Hall of Fame coach, is that he loved basketball. He loved practice. He loved uh, talking about it. He loved preparing for it. He loved the game. And he honored the game, and he never and he never did anything to embarrass anybody or to 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 bring the game down. And I think I think that's what I would say to the players: Hey, take a look now at how lucky you are that uh, that you had the opportunity to play as much as you had, uh, whether it was in high school and then, uh, whether you went to college or not. But you had the opportunity to make a living playing this wonderful game, this and to make the acquaintances. To be able to play, you know, uh, when you when I think of when I think of Michael Jordan, 
uh, when I think of, uh, of, uh, of uh, uh, Magic Johnson, right, then I think of right away of Michael Jordan. You know, I, I think of when I think of Michael Jordan, I, I think of, uh, uh, of uh, you know uh, Larry Bird. I mean, you know, it, it, it's just automatic. And uh, you know, and I think of baseball, and I think about growing up as a kid, and it was Mickey Mail, and it was uh, it was uh, Willie Mays, and it was Duke Snyder. You know, I tied them in as one. And I think I'd say to them, "Hey, look at how lucky you are. When you go back, appreciate that, all right, and give back." I, I was very happy to see in the paper every day to see how many people, how many players are, are making big donations to help uh, people working in the arenas or or to to some uh, uh, the the people who are working in the hospitals and and uh, working towards getting a vaccine and what have you. And I, I think that, uh, that this is a time to remind them that they're lucky to have this opportunity. Let's give something back. You know, nothing. nobody is born with, with generosity in their heart. It has to be taught like anything else, you know, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's not a sometimes thing. It should be, it should be all the time. Yeah, as Jackie Robinson said, a life is only as important as what? The effect it has on other people's lives. And, uh, you know, so, so go out there and affect other people. How many suits can you own? How many, how many steaks can you eat? How big can your house be? You know, think about those that aren't as lucky. One of the things we have to look in the, I mentioned this to Gordon this morning. One of the things that's come about is why are so many people, African-American people, uh, dying and, and being affected uh, by this disease? All right. We know why it's poverty. It's, it's how their living conditions and, 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 and eating and, and, you know, things. And so, you know, we have to, this is something that now on a national level, we have to take up. It's a, it's a rude awakening. And, it, and it's, it's it, you know, we, this, this academic, this epidemic has, has awakened us to a lot of our personal faults and a lot of the things we can take in this country. This great country, the United States of America, with all of our wealth and all the advantages and all our God-given gifts and everything, should we have people sleeping on the streets? Should we have people freezing to death? Should we have the, the poor? I mean, yeah, this is a good time maybe to take a look at these things and see if we can't do something about it and take a real hard look at how we take advantage of our God-given right uh, to vote and to, to run this country. You know, this is the greatest country in the world. We can't let those freedoms get away from us by any means. Here, here, Frank. Couldn't agree with you more, and we really appreciate you jumping on the show. Uh, and, hey, in an epidemic, normal times, whatever, you, you always have a place on this show right here. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Always a pleasure to be with you guys. You do a great job, and and even today, I mean, how many people do we reach? Uh, they're going home today, and, and they're listening to. Hopefully, something clicks with them. Maybe they had a laugh along the way, uh, but uh, they know that somebody's interested in them. I always thought this. I said, never forget that one of our partners is the fans. You know, we have the owners, we have the players. 
all right? And we can never forget who, who pays the bills, and that's the fans. Yep. So let's not forget the people that keep us going, the policemen, the firemen, the, the EMTs, the, 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 the workers in the hospitals, the doctors, the nurses, the, the, the attendants, the people that clean up, that, that uh, you know, uh, just everybody who makes our life so much a more beautiful than a lot, of, a lot of other places in the world. And then when it's over, let's not forget, you know, let's not forget these days. These are, these are tough times, but let's never forget what happened, all right? And let's, let's uh, stay, stay uh, healthy, take care of yourselves mentally, physically, and remember, have a sense of humor and have fun. It always should be about fun. Bye-bye now. Thanks, friend. Thanks, Frank. Thank you very much. The great Frank Layden with us here on The Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And uh, you know what, Gordon? It's no wonder that uh, he has endeared himself to this community uh, so much. That was great. Needed, needed. To, you were right. Needed to hear from Frank today. Yeah, I I sure have benefited from it. What a, what a fantastic man. Yep. I mean, just fantastic. Last time uh, we saw Frank, he, he came out. You remember he visited us yeah. at, uh, at our remote at uh, Diamond Airport Parking. We were out there uh, hanging out, and Frank came on out and sat down. That was great. That was fun. That yeah, was fun. And, and, and who was right alongside him? Barbara, right yep, there. As yep. always. Yep. So that, that was great fun. Uh, that was great to talk to Frank Layden. We'll get that up online at 1280thezone.com if you didn't hear all of it. But uh, Frank was, was top-notch, as always. I want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. We'll do a quick what's going on coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What? Gordon and Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Time for what's going on right here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I like hearing this song every day. It's kind of nice. Yeah, unless you're yeah, getting bit too. by a shark. Yeah, seriously. No, no, I love this song. It's fantastic. All right, what's going on in the world of sports and across the Zone Sports Network? We play some highlights for you a little bit later than usual uh, due to Frank Layden coming on, which was just terrific. Big thanks to Frank for jumping on with us. Let's start with this, Gordon. Here's Kurt Heeland of uh, NBA, what is it, uh, uh, pro basketball talk. Oh, I don't know why I spaced that. Anyway, Kurt Heelan comes on with Hans Scotty all the time. Here's him talking about uh, NBA timeline ideas. So let me roll out this timeline for you, see if this makes sense to you. Um, games resume, bubble, uh, you know, no fan in- environment. Uh, playoffs July through September, two months off. Training camp begins, regular season begins uh, for next year, uh, early to mid-December. I think that that's absolutely on the table. And I think what's interesting about that is you can do it this year, but then do you, do you keep that? Yes. Do you, or, do you start to, or do you start to, over a course of do you shorten next season or do you take a little bit out of a, you know, shorten the offseason for a few years to move back to the schedule you're on? But I think that that, what you're talking about, is more and more likely in the short term. That that's 
that that's what they're going to do, that they're just going to, um, at least for now, see how that works. Um, just that's the only way they're going to get in a, a playoff system, this, a playoffs this year and kind of, look, you still got to have a draft. You still got to have, yeah. <laughs> you know, some time off for guys. You got to also have, you know, because guys now have come back and gone through the playoffs. So you're going to have to have a draft. You're going to have to have, if summer league would be the summer league idea would become a fall league, which would be a little weird because the guys playing in Europe wouldn't be there. So I'm not, you know, I'm not sure it looks the same. So it, there's a lot of stuff to work out, but I'm I think that I think that's the way everybody's leaning right now is that kind of schedule. If unless the only the only way you're going to be closer to the traditional schedule at this point is just to call the thing off, and yeah. I, they're really trying to avoid that. Yeah. There you go, Gordon. Combine that with LeBron James saying today that uh, he's right ready to go when circumstances present itself. But it, if they get the remainder of the season, whatever that may be in this year, it certainly is going to complicate the calendar going forward, maybe for a couple of years. Yes, and they would have, obviously, like we just heard, would have to make an accommodation for that. But I think they're willing to do it. And uh, if it can be done safely, I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I think they're certainly uh, eager to do it and would sacrifice the calendar a little bit. And, you know, maybe it wouldn't mesh perfectly with what's going on in Europe or the Summer Olympics, for that matter. You never know. Uh, but I think that if it may, meant being able to broadcast games and salvage some of the revenue from the remainder of this season, I'm with you. I think they'd do it uh, if they can. If they can, we'll see. We had a, we had a conversation how different states are approaching this differently. Uh, in Florida, it looks like under their you know laws at the moment that uh, that might be an option with Disney World. So maybe they could do something like that. Well, like we were talking about with Frank, and as you and I have discussed over the past number of days and weeks, there is a value to I mean, just just the lift it would give. Uh, sports fans in this country. Uh, I think it would maybe mean more now with this sort of newfound perspective that we all have to be able to enjoy something like that if we were confident that it was being done the right way, that uh, we would maybe uh, find new realms of enjoyment within uh, within ourselves and appreciation for being able to uh, enjoy what's uh, what we're seeing on tv let's uh let's give this joe ingles clip in joe ingles was on this morning with dj and pk the joe ingles show and uh we play this clip because you and i joked about this i think it was last week that joe ingles never sees the summer based on where he lives at what time of the year and he actually talked about that today when was the last time you have had 80 degree weather and sunshine and didn't have to be somewhere at a specific time during the course of the day? I honestly couldn't put a date on it. It's been that long. Probably oh eight, like 2008, 2009 when I played in Australia. I got burned four or five days ago. It was like my neck and arms are all red and I'm actually peeling right now, which just shows you how little my skin has seen the sun. My wife was right about this. Put aloe on it. Oh, I've got less in the burn. You should see the big ass tub of aloe vera. They do have this thing called sunscreen, Joe. I don't know if they got it down under, but we got it up here. Well, we put it on the kids, obviously, and I didn't <laughs> honestly think it was, was that hot outside. Like, it was nice. Obviously, the sun was out. Our backyard gets a lot of sun.
line, which is is really good. But I just and then the next day we were going to go out and, and Miller was like, "Daddy, you need to put sunscreen on." And I was like, "I know, Miller. I put it on you. I just didn't put it on myself." <laughs> the kids are so, raising you. That's awesome. Yes, thanks, my three year old. <laughs> and the worst part is she's right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, Miller, sh- damn it, shut up. I know. <laughs> Doesn't see the summertime a whole lot, given his profession, Gordon. No, he doesn't. But out of the mouths of babes comes uh, great wisdom. But, uh, man, I'll tell you, I, I, if I never could experience a summer, I think, I think they'd get old quick, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I'm picturing when you go out in the sun these days, Gordon, you look like, uh, you ever see that Val Kilmer uh, movie, Isle, Island of Dr. Moreau? No. I, I bet you look like Dr. Moreau when you go outside. What, have Dr. you ever seen Moreau that? Yeah. No, that sounds like the most obscure movie you could have ever dreamed up. Uh, it's an interesting... Island of who is it? Island of Dr. Moreau, but it's got uh, Marlon Brando in it. He plays Dr. Well, Moreau. Describe what what Val Kilmer looked like. What Val Kilmer looked like? Well, I'm you saying you I... looked like uh, Dr. Moreau. Dr. Not... Moreau? Uh, what did he look like? Uh, he looked like he was very prepared for the sun. Oh, man, that's been my problem through the years. I've never really prepared for it that way. Uh, I've gotten too much sun through the years, that's for sure. Well, that's why I said now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I try to be, I've tried to be more careful over the last year or so, but uh, having grown up at the beach, uh, it's, uh, it just sort of becomes part of, part of your whole sort of identity. You just sort of soak up the sun and... And uh, try to stay away from sharks. You should watch that movie, Gordon. Or don't, because it's not particularly good, but Island of Dr. Moreau. Uh, well, let's thanks get... for the recommendation for a crappy movie. You know? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. It's it's out there, that's for sure. Uh, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, our good friend Tom from the warehouse. They're open, ready to roll to serve you. 86 East University Parkway in Orem, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. And Tom... You've got deals. You're taking care of folks. We do. I'm calling this the Gordon special today in honor of you, Gordon. We are doing the King adjustable bed gel-infused memory foam mattress, the entire package. This includes the motorized base with the mattress for $999. I wanted to expand on that. If you're looking for a split King, I uh, have four sets you remember last weekend we had 10. I have four sets of the special that we've done for the last year for $2,900. We took the bite of $500 out of the bill to make it a little bit easier for you to swallow, $2,499. This is a head-up, foot-up, with massage, lights, USBs, uh, gel-infused hybrid. You have your choice of two mattresses. For twenty four ninety nine, this is the home show special that was fifty eight hundred dollars. Uh, we also have the queen adjustable bed for four ninety nine, and then I'm going to throw in a little bit of a special. I'm going to do the queen with massage, with lights, with everything, and a latex hybrid mattress for only twelve ninety nine. That was the show. A uh, home show special of thirty four ninety nine. Uh, we've got everything on sale. 
you walk through the door, we're going to take 20% off every yellow ticket. That's 20% off Utah's lowest prices on everything that you need for your home furnishings. Sofas, love seats, ottomans. Let's say you need a new bed. Come in, 20% off our yellow tickets. We are the warehouse in Salt Lake at 1967 South, 300 West. And in Orem, the big new store, 86 East University Parkway. Come and see us. Boom, Jake. You're the man, Tom. 86 East University Parkway, as Tom said, right there in Orem, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. It's the warehouse. We'll have a Mountain America market update coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. It's time for a Mountain America market update. Let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now for Mountain America Investment Services, he's TJ Walk with us back on the big show. Hi, TJ. How are you? Hi, Jake. I, I love the intro music we've had the last couple weeks. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. Austin chose today's. He, he went with the Beach Boys. I, I thought it was a good selection, too. I do, too, with the nice weather we're getting. Hopefully it just continues to warm up and we can get outside and maybe play some golf. Here, here. All right, TJ, let's talk a little bit about the market. What's going on? Let's do it. So uh, markets today uh, ended the month. Uh, today, Dow Jones, S&P, were down just over 1%. Uh, but the big news for April was that the markets had their best numerical number in a positive sense since uh, 1987 in one month. So a lot of that was a rebound uh, from the volatility and downswing we saw last month. But uh, stocks saw pretty big gains in the month of April, so we close out April on a good note as we move into May. And uh, we'll begin, we'll just take a look and see as states look to reopen how the economy responds to businesses starting to get back open and uh, things trying to get back to normal from what we saw previously. So as, uh, as we move through this uh, stage, uh, do you have a tip for the day? Yeah, my tip for today uh, is going to be automatic saving and investing versus problematic saving and investing. So the difference between the two, automatic saving and investing, I make it a part of my routine. So every paycheck that comes in or every month, I know exactly how much I'm going to put away whenever it comes into my account. Problematic saving and investing happens when I spend money on everything else and then whatever's kind of left over, I save at that point. So uh, a good analogy here would be just kind of preparation and conditioning for an athlete. Walter Payton, uh, who many consider the best running back of, of all time, uh, used to run up and down a sand hill numerous times a day uh, in preparation for the season. And when he showed up to the season, it was very evident that he was prepared. Uh, you can take a look at others who were not as prepared and who did not have as much success on the on the field and in their career. So uh, I would use that analogy because Walter made it a part of his routine to condition every single day. And I look at saving and investing like conditioning. If you do it, you're going to be in a, a very, very good spot. You'll be much more prepared than if you don't. Well, TJ, we really appreciate you jumping on with us as always and keeping our listeners up to date. Thanks, man. Guys, thanks for having me on. We'll see ya.
We'll see you later. That's our friend TJ Walk with Mountain America Investment Services. That's another Mountain America market update. The investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed and loss of principal is possible. All right, there you go. Mountain America Market Update. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I think some of these hints and uh, keeping up today, I think it's been useful, Gordon. Yeah, I do as well. uh, Because for those who are involved in the market and uh, other investments, uh, obviously the information is valuable. And uh, uh, for those who don't, they're affected one way or the other by it because it... uh, it tends to have a profound effect on our economy and jobs and things like that. So good to keep up to date with what's going on. Uh, we're going to talk to Sam Amick of The Athletic coming up right around the corner. This might be something we'll have to uh, get back to. Uh, maybe we'll do it later in the 4 o'clock hour, Gordon. There's a, a, an interview and a story about Isaiah Thomas on CBSSports.com right now. He's reacting to the Jordan uh, documentary, amongst other things. But he also uh, ranked... The one through five, the best players of all time, based on his firsthand experience. So those mm-hmm. he competed against. Where do you think MJ was on that list? Uh, well, it should be obviously he should be right up there. But uh, well, he's on no, there, I, and it's one through five. Uh, well, we're talking. Uh, I'm guessing through the mind of Isaiah Thomas. So third, as in fourth, fourth. Fourth, he has Kareem 1, Bird 2, Magic 3, Jordan 4, Dr. J 5. Well, that's a fine fine group of names. Uh, I'm not sure I would put him in that order. but uh, Let me find the, the quote where he kind of justifies his perception of Jordan, and I'm, I'm curious if you agree with it. Uh, it, it. How about this paragraph right here? He says, quote, remember, I went uh, Remember, I went to the basket a lot, and the rules uh, then were big guys could hit you. Oh, wait, this is not what I'm looking for. I'm sorry. Let's see here. He basically says that Jordan didn't have any success during the 80s when he was going against Magic Bird and uh, Dr. J earlier, obviously, or Isaiah had to go through Dr. J, that he didn't win his titles until those guys were basically gone. Uh, oh, man, we're, we're talking about shining this through a prism that is, in my mind, somewhat distorted. But everyone can have their own opinion. I disagree with him, but uh, that's up to Isaiah to draw that conclusion. He played that, against them. How could you disagree with him? Uh, well, we can still come to different conclusions. I mean, I watched the man play. And I saw what he can do. And I think anybody who is on uh, a Pistons team that refused to shake MJ's hand as they got swept, uh, I'm already a little suspicious of uh, what their frame of reference is. Oh, here's that quote real quick, uh, Gordon, just to get it in there. He said this. Quote, when you put Jordan and his basketball team in the 80s, they weren't a very successful team. They just weren't. When you talk about Jordan and his team dominating, they dominated the 90s. But when you put him uh, with those Lakers teams and those Pistons teams and those Celtics teams, they all beat him. They just did. What separated Jordan from all of us was that he was the first one to three-peat, but he didn't three-peat against Magic, Larry, and Dr. J. Man, this is this is what you hear with anybody who's biased to a certain generation. Uh, 
and I've lived through a lot of them. So I've I've seen a lot, but uh, any kind of bias toward what Isaiah thought was the premium time in his career, then uh, you're going to be skewed a little bit. Uh, good for Isaiah. I mean, good for him. He, I thought you'd like his list, though. He put him behind Buck. No, I, I think Michael Jordan's the best I ever saw. But Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, obviously. All those guys, those are fine names. I just would switch around the order. I, Michael Jordan was better than Magic Johnson. Okay, I can come along. How much better? Well, he's just the best I've ever seen. But if so, you have Jordan 1, you'd have Magic where? I'd probably have Magic 3rd, uh, maybe. Oh, I thought you were going to go accurately and put him in the 30s. But 3rd? I don't know. I mean, I'd have to look at the list and study it out. I might have some other names. I mean, he, he was talking about the guys he went up against. But if you're going all time, you might have to include Will Chamberlain in there and Oscar I might, uh, I might put Magic back with somewhere between Dana Barrows and Pooh Richardson. <laughs> Did you really watch Pooh Richardson play? I watched Pooh Richardson play, yeah, for the Clips. He was a player. Dana Barrows played for what, the Celtics? He played for a few teams, right? What about Cedric Sabalos? You guys a fan? I like Cedric Sabalos. He was in some high-profile trades in his day. Wasn't he the one who threw a towel in Danny Ainge's face when he was the coach? Probably. Oh, I, I don't know. That he did the, right. the dunk with the uh, blindfold hmm. that you could see through. Was he in the Jeff Hornacek trade? I think he was. Or maybe he was the arm over the eyes. I can't remember. No, that was, was D. Brown, arm over the eyes. Okay. Blindfold was Cedric Sabalos. Fine, fine <laughs> athlete. <laughs> Yeah, that's the that list of of, of that Isaiah compiled there. That's that's a pretty fine list, though. Like I said, I'd switch the order, but man, those were some spectacular players. All right, we're gonna tra- uh, we're gonna talk to Sam Amick coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. It is the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty of the Zone.